Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Right, 17 minutes gone in the game between England and Iceland. Steve McLaren's watching this one for us. Still 1-1, but how have England reacted to that equaliser? Perfectly. Um, no panic. Calm straight down. Continue dominating the game, playing and staying in Iceland's halves. Down the right-hand side, Sturridge and Walker are causing all kinds of problems. And with that, Sterling is able to run across the field like he did for the penalty and is causing problems. England have had two corners, uh, defending zonal Iceland and England are causing them problems. It's been the perfect response. You'd think that, no problem, start again, keep dominating, keep getting uh, pressure on the Iceland back four. The only thing that they have got is the big boy up front, Sigurdsson, who really, Sigthorsson... Oh, oh, my words. Oh. Hello and welcome to the Man of the Post podcast. Uh, Euro special number five, possibly, maybe four. It might be five. Uh Considering how many hosts we have available to us, getting one of these podcasts recorded has proved to be quite tricky over the last week or so. Um, obviously, I'm your host, Ross, and the other host of Man of the Post is Chris, and he's here with me. How you doing, all right? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Very good, thank you. Yeah, you had a long day last week, didn't you, the uh, poll counting? Yes, I did. Oh, that was an event in itself. Were um, you 317 out of 318 or something? We were th- the 381st... That's it. Area to declare at 382. In fact, they'd already de- they'd already declared leave had won by the time we got our votes <laughs> in, so it made no point whatsoever. But the usual, the the, the only high, well, the, the, one of the two highlights you have, you have a free buffet, which is if you eat a Cornish pasty at half past one in the morning, is a very odd feeling. Oh, I work nights, so I, I regularly eat my lunch at that time. Oh, you, yeah, I've done that as well. You end up eating about six dinners a day, don't you, on nights? Yeah, it's very confusing for your body. Yeah. Um, the only the other highlight is we have lots and lots of sport ballots normally. People write none of the above. They're all twats. I hate them. Um, <laughs> we didn't have any this time. Really? No, we didn't have any at all. Although there was, um, there have people sort of on both sides walking around the hall with a sort of vote leave or vote remain badges. Oh, right, okay. Um, and they had a dwarf for the vote remain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That kind of sums up that whole campaign, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I've never seen a dwarf before in real life. <laughs> just on TV. It was like, yeah, just on Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was like a well-dressed Tyrion. <laughs> well, there was 9,000 9, spoiled votes overall, which is not bad considering how many people actually voted. No. Normally I count 9,000 on my own, but yeah, there's, <laughs> um, there's a monstrous turnout. There's 90% in some places down here. Yeah. I let my daughter put the cross in the box for me, but... Um... <gasps> Don't say that out loud. <laughs> she chose Remain, so no matter. <laughs> what if she chose the other one? I voted twice in my life. Uh, I voted for the Lib Dems in the, the last general election. That went massively wrong. I voted Remain this time, and that went massively wrong. I'm giving up. <laughs> <laughs> I make no difference at all, apparently. Yeah. It's almost as if, um, it, it, you know, you vote and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who would have thought, eh? <laughs> anyway. I'm get getting rotten to... veg thrown at me in the street at the minute for voting. <laughs> You're not the only one. Especially living in Gosport. Christ on my yeah. All right, let's move on to some football. That's uh, equally as uh, depressing if you come from an England angle. We've managed to leave Europe twice in a week. Um, should we start with England or should we save that up? Should we start with England? Should we get it out of the way? Let's do it. England uh, were... I wasn't even embarrassed, and I think you feel the same as me. This felt inevitable to me. 
this result. We lost 2-1 twice, and if anyone who has been living under a rock since Monday... <laughs> I wasn't even embarrassed by this. Iceland were the better team. Even when they were ahead, they had the better chances. I, <laughs> there's nothing else I really want to say about England, apart from they were just... I'm not embarrassed by them, but they were an embarrassment. It was horrendous. I um, I put my daughter to bed just yeah. as the game was kicking off, and I read her a story. And by the time I came back, it was 1-1. <laughs> Sat down just to see Iceland score the second. Um, I wrote on Facebook after the game that the only thing better than good football is funny football. Yes. And I think in my angry youth, I would have got really, really annoyed by that. Mm. But it was just unbelievable fun to watch. Yeah. Those it was like, great. Those Icelandic fans are incredible as well. Well, I think it's, it's kind of the, the haplessness of England. You knew from about 60 minutes in that it wasn't going to happen. Balls rolling As, under feet. Just yeah. basic control of a football. Harry Kane sort of oh, set pieces going kick. into orbit. Have you seen that free kick with the Titanic music? Yes. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this, it, the thing is, Roy Hodgson was the most the highest paid manager yeah. at the Euros. And I was spotting things, and I'm spotting things thinking, well, that doesn't look right to me. And if it doesn't look right to me, surely it doesn't look right to him. Harry Kane taking set pieces, Danny Sturridge not playing in the middle. Yeah, Adam has been adamant on this podcast for about four or five years now that Sturridge is useless if he's not played in the middle in that box. Because he he doesn't seem interested in playing the game as a winger. He's He's not Danny Welbeck. No, I watch him week in, week out for Liverpool, and to get a smile from him at the best of times is pretty tough going. <laughs> so to, to play him on, on the wide, away from his strength, he's not really going to make him a happy person. So no. a happy Danny Sturridge as a scoring Danny Sturridge. Which he would, if he had played that game through the middle, I would wager he would have got at least one or two chances and would have buried at least one of them. I think so as well, yeah, definitely. The, 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 you think back to the Iceland goalkeeper, hmm. what did he have to do? Nothing. Really, for the entire game, picked the penalty out of the, the goal. Um, that was it. He had made a mistake in what the second minute when he tripped uh, Sterling, who was going through. And then after they after England scored the penalty from Wayne Rooney, he had a lot less to do than Joe Hart did. Yeah, a lot less. Yeah, um, England dominated we... possession. We had seventy percent possession. We had four shots on target. Iceland had five shots on target. I think England have had the third highest possession of the whole tournament. Mm. And, and we've absolutely nothing with it. Exactly. It's... When did we play well throughout this tournament? We played well the first half against Russia. Yeah. Didn't play well against Wales. Nope. Didn't play very well at all against Slovakia. No, Slovakia weren't there to play. We were just making up the numbers in that one. We had a lot of the ball and didn't do a great deal with it. And we played appallingly against Iceland. Exactly. Um, my only... <laughs> This game justified the reason we shouldn't have taken Marcus Rashford as well because yeah. he's now associated with this shambles yeah. and he didn't he didn't deserve to be. He's only on the pitch for five minutes. He was probably our best player when he came on and he's only a young lad and he's now associated and sort of tainted as part of the team that got beaten mm. by Iceland and he shouldn't be. He's too good for that. Yeah, the only people to escape this have been John Stones and Ross Barkley, really, haven't they? But then you have to wonder how have they not even got a game, what have they been doing in training to just not impress at all to yeah. get any minutes in this tournament? Rashford, from what I'd seen, was willing, was about to be brought on around the 74th minute and then it took Roy another 20 minutes to actually bring him on. He seemed to be stood there for quite a long time. Yeah. 
And as soon as he came on, he looked like he wanted to get his head down and run towards the goal. It's like, it's the, we say lack of fear that he has. He's just, whatever, I'm here to play football. I don't care about the occasion. I just want to get my head down and score goals. Yeah. I mean, this was my Clare in 98 and Wayne Rooney in 2004, wasn't yes. it? He just give the ball to the young lad and watch him go. Yeah. Watching Wayne Rooney in this game, he was, he's played okay in that position, but he looked like the weight of the world on his shoulders in this game. And it, it should have been the complete opposite. It should have been Beckham versus Greece, where you put this team on your back and you drag them through against the lesser opponent. Yeah. I mean, you look at the players that we picked. Klein's done all right while we've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose, I think, has done okay. Cahill and Smalling. I mean, I still blame Smalling for that goal we conceded against Russia. Yep. Um, and then who we have defensive midfield? Eric Dyer did okay. He looks shattered. He does. He does. He absolutely does. And, and he, then obviously, I think he was to blame really as much as Joe Hart for the second goal, just standing off the man on the edge of the box. Yeah, and you feel bad blaming the young lad, don't you? But hmm. you kind of think he'll learn from this sort of experience, and you'll learn from that mistake that he's made. But then you go you think of the other players: Jack Wilshere, Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Well, what have they done? They've just been picked on reputation this season. They haven't been picked on the fact they've actually been any good at all. England's best player at the tournament didn't play a minute in this game, Adam Lallana. He was the only one that looked like he was making something happen in the previous games. He yeah. was ha- happy to have possession and take a man on and try and create something. Fair enough, the shots and the crosses weren't on target or meeting where they were supposed to go, but at least he was willing to try that. Everyone else just seemed to want to hand off responsibility to the next player. Yeah, and you think the two players we left behind, Danny Drinkwater, this game was made for him, Yeah. Um, and Andros Townsend as well. You think you could have put Andros Townsend on that wing, mm-hmm. um, and you could have put Marcus Rashford or Danny Sturridge in the middle. Yeah, as much as I dislike Townsend, this game was crying out for an out-and-out winger, because Sterling, just, I don't know what's happened to him, he looks an absolute shell of a player he was when he came through at Liverpool. He's, I, I can't explain what's happened to him. Yeah, I think he's... I think he's a man of very, very fragile confidence. And despite the way he left Liverpool, hmm. I think he's had a very bad season at Manchester City. That's obviously played on his mind. Yeah. Um, and then you've had... He didn't have a very good first game, did he? And as soon as he doesn't have a very good first game, that's it. His head drops and his confidence goes. And then he's getting grief on social media, which he must have seen. I'm sure he's all over that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so these things play on play on his mind as well and again you've got a young player with a sort of young mentality who you know it's not quite sticks and stones with someone like him he will take it personally there's a thing he's still incredibly young in terms of international football career we've got to kind of remember that and he will have ups and downs and he could he's what could feasibly be six or seven years from his peak as a player yes (laughs) which is mental because how long he's been around i mean you think some of the players that we've got coming through we haven't got a bad um set of young players. Kane's sort of 23, 24. Yeah. Sterling's quite young. You've got Rashford. You've got Eric Dyer. Um, and then you put players a little bit older than that. You've got Danny Sturridge. You've got Nathaniel Klein in their mid-20s. Yeah. Put Fraser Forster in there as well, or, or Joe Hart. Jack Butland, even. Um, yeah. All three keepers are well well from their prime yet, I think. Yeah. And John Stones, if he's coached properly under... Uh, you know Ronald Koeman who was a defender when he played yeah getting Koeman is going to work wonders for his career I think yeah there's some promise for this England team it's not as doom and gloom the the doom and gloom for this team is more to do with who was managing them this was Roy who when Iceland played their last group game went sightseeing rather than the scout him himself Hmm. yeah it's (laughs) it's just a lack of 
foresight, I suppose. We we spoke before the game, saying that it's, it it was almost inevitable that we were going to lose this game because of the way Iceland play, and they're not afraid to attack people. They don't, they don't sit back and defend like Slovakia do. They want to just go and take the game to uh, teams. And in Sigurdsson, they had the best midfielder in the in the whole pitch in this game. Yeah, and they won't um, hoof it for the hell of it. They'll no. they'll play it and then. They will hoof it. They'll hoof it with something in mind rather than just clearing their own lines. Exactly. A lot of England's passes in this game were just this aimless, like lobbed ball forward to just, like I said before, move responsibility on to the next player. You've done yeah. your job. It's someone else's uh, job now. If they lose possession, then oh well, I've done my part. Yeah. This was almost United under Van Gaal, wasn't it? Passing mm. it for the sake of passing. Yeah. Yeah. People have kind of leveled the same sort of thing at Arsenal, but. Arsenal do it with some sort of intent. I didn't see any intent from England in this game. No, Arsenal always have an end, an end mission to the, all their nice passing. It always ends up in a shot or a block shot or a, a cross that goes wide or something. It's just England were just really appalling. Um, Hodgson resigned immediately after. He had the old uh, Patrick Chimbonda transfer request in his socks ready. I think didn't he? He did, didn't he? That was a very well-written statement for a man who only had 10 minutes. <laughs> I think what's one more thing on the players. Um, I think, to be fair as well to Harry Kane, he's played a whole season. He played the under-21s last summer. Yep. And he played the whole season before that as well. I think he must be quite knackered as well. Yes. Yeah, he uh-huh. lo- he, he looked leggy. But then the, the lack of... It sounds odd saying the lack of options, but you took five strikers, but that squad was massively imbalanced, wasn't it? It comes back, it all just comes back again to Roy and the, the players that he picked. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you're right. That that statement did look very prepared, and the fact he didn't take any questions and then moaned the next day when he, he was made to come back with Martin Glenn. <laughs> See that next day thing, I quite admire that. So what? I'm not in charge anymore. Piss off. Stop asking me questions. Yeah, but <laughs> some responsibility though. Yeah, he should have fronted up the night he handed his resignation. He should have answered questions then. Yeah. Um, a quick one on Martin Glenn. He used to be my boss. Really? Yeah, when I worked for Pepsi. Um, wow. Pepsi, owned, Pepsi owned Walker's Crisps. And he was the head of Pepsi UK. Yeah. And um, he was a director at Leicester City. And he was all right, actually. He was a sound guy. Uh, he, was, he was pretty decent. But one thing he did say at the press conference yesterday was, um, I'm not a football man. Yeah, that's not what we want to be hearing, really. No. Not with a man that's on a three-man committee to choose the next England manager, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're getting advice from Wayne Rooney as well, apparently, on who to yeah. appoint next. If he yeah. hasn't said Sir Alex Ferguson, go and get Sir Alex Ferguson, I don't know what point Rooney is in that committee. Uh, it's like a token gesture to get a player, I think, isn't it? But yeah. we, we were talking pre-record, weren't we, about the players uh, or the managers available to him. Yes. And you've heard Eddie Howe and you've heard Alan Pardew um, and... I listened to another podcast and mm-hmm. seems we like to nick stuff from them. Um, they were talking about the fact that these England players, they play for Chelsea, they play for Manchester United, uh, Manchester City. They're going to have Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho, um, Antonio Conte, Jurgen Klopp giving them team talks for club games next season. And then they go on yeah. international duty and they've got Alan Pardew giving them a team talk. What are they going to make of that? That's a very good point. Do you think there's any weight to the, the what I've seen floated that you don't really need a national team manager? You can have someone like Shearer, say, with some of the best coaches in England as a a collective, basically. Shearer is the one there to basically say, I've been here before, go and do this, you're better than you're playing, blah, blah, blah. The, the hype man, essentially. And then you have the coaches that do the coaching when they get together. 
I think if you see Italy um, this Euros, it's um, and, and Belgium as well. People have said that we said this last week. Mm. Belgium are a fantastic team uh, with a, a useless manager, and vice versa for Italy. And yeah. I think they've both shown the importance of tactics, particularly Conte, particularly Italy. Um, they are a very limited team, but his tactical tweaks have shown that managers are very important. I think we need to make use of people like Gary Neville and people like Alan Shearer because mm. the knowledge they've got playing the game for the best part of 20 years, yeah. we need to try and retain for England if we can do. Um, I think someone like Harry Kane will learn a lot off of... Um, I only said Harry Shearer, but that's somebody else, isn't it? Alan Shearer. <laughs> <Sort of Simpsons. laughs> yeah. Uh, it will learn a lot off of someone like Alan Shearer. If he, if he yes. comes in the house sort of three, four days training with him, there's definitely a case for maybe having someone like that. But yeah. I do think you need an overall manager. Do you think Brendan Rodgers shot himself in the foot by taking a Celtic job early? Because he would have been the massive favourite for this, do you not think? Um, he would have been, but I'm glad he took the Celtic job. <laughs> so I might keep him away. Keep him up in Scotland. Yeah. He can have his independence if he wants it. <laughs> Keep him away from it, yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of Celtic as well, you've got Patrick Roberts as well, who um, yeah. he's up there at the minute. He was at Fulham, wasn't he? And then Manchester City. So, I mean, he's another young player that he's if he's given a chance. as well. Yeah, definitely. I think the Wenger talk is interesting. Yeah, Wenger. I've also... Um, Gus Hiddink would, uh, would kind of excite me as well. He failed miserably, though, didn't he, with Holland last time? He did, but Holland's... Well, I was going to say Holland's a poison chalice and England isn't. England definitely is as well. It's, <laughs> we just don't have the infighting that the Dutch have. But yeah, true. Past experiences, maybe not the best idea. I, I tweeted and I got quite a lot of response back that I think it's time to go with someone that's had recent playing experience because Roy is so far away from a recent player that his tactics seem kind of just really outdated. Someone like Gareth Southgate? Uh, yeah, apart from Gareth Southgate, <laughs> Southgate is this this era's McLaren, isn't he? He's the he, next in line to just take the job. I don't, I can't remember how he's done within the twenty ones. I think he's done okay, but he's also the guy that got Middlesbrough relegated. Yeah, whoever takes the under twenty ones, they always do well because they're they're always a really good crop of players against other teams when, until they face the Germans that um, they can always <laughs> beat. Uh, he would not excite me at all, but he's obviously, they've already asked him to take control of the game in September, I think, against Malta at Wembley. Not even he can mess that up. <laughs> in theory. <And> if he does, <laughs> think, he's not in the running anymore. I think the Wenger idea is a good one, because a lot of the people's criticisms mm. of him are the fact that he sits on this enormous amount of money and never spends it. Yeah. Uh, um, and the fact that he's a stubborn old boot when it comes to uh, sort of buying players. What you don't get criticism of him for is his coaching. No. Which is, you know, he's, he's the man that made Arsenal what it is with his, with his coaching and the players that he brought in at the start, your Vieiras and your Petits and people like that, mm. what he made them become. If he takes a group of players once every three months at national level, yeah. coaches them for a week, he could really do something, I think, with these players. And he doesn't have all the hassle of buying players and, and all that sort of thing. He can just purely coach them. Yeah, Arsenal are an incredibly drilled team. And if you could bring people like Steve Bold with him as well, that would yes. even improve the defence. But, I mean, and Wenger's the specialist in finishing fourth. I'd love Wenger to finish fourth in the tournament. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. be a huge improvement. Yeah, that's the kind of specialist in failure that you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, so that's the England uh, chat finished. Let's move away from that. Let's move on to some better talk. Italy 2, Spain 0. Oh, wasn't this a game? Italy are brilliant. They're yes. just, I've, I've said it on every podcast, they are so well drilled. I've already backed Chelsea to win the league next season because Conte is going to get that team so well organised. 
it's going to be like Jose's, Jose's first season at Chelsea all over again. Isn't it wonderful to see a really good to see Italy playing well? Yeah, and obviously all the, all the experts before saying if this is the worst Italy team in fifty years. For a long time, they've not had a, a brilliant team. It's been a long, long time since they had a world class, best in the world set of players. Well, how many of these players would get into the two thousand and six World Cup team? <sighs> De Rossi, maybe. Well, Buffon's already in it. Buffon, but... yeah. Uh, was Chiellini there at the time? I think. I don't think so. But then they had. They had Matarazzi in defence then, yeah, didn't Matarazzi they? Matarazzi and Cannavaro. And Cannavaro. Cannavaro. One of my favourites ever. So maybe Chiellini over Matarazzi. But the rest of them, I'm not taking a single one of those players. No. <laughs> but they, <laughs> are, they are such a team that Giacarini has been incredible in this tournament. Yet, Anadice didn't want to keep him at Sunderland this season. Yeah. Um, they all know their roles and what they do within that system. Yeah, I mean, the, the stroke of genius that he did, which I don't understand why England managers in the 90s didn't do this with the Arsenal team. He's picked the Aventus goalkeeper and the Aventus back three. These guys know each other yep. inside out. On top of that, you've got De Rossi, who's got 10 years experience. Um, yeah. So the, the defence and the defensive midfield is solid. So you're, you can allow your forwards, who aren't the best in the world, to maybe go ahead. You, you know they're going to make... That mistakes and they're not going to score every single chance that they get but yeah. if you're solid enough at the back to give them chances to, to go forward they'll score some eventually the only thing is the game on Saturday um, I think Thiago Motta is suspended and De Rossi is injured isn't he yes unfortunately um, so, which leaves a big Verratti shaped hole in midfield <laughs> yes yeah it does so imagine if they had him as well yeah that midfield and defence would be almost unbeatable <laughs> it's going to be a superb game against Germany anyway but yeah I think you look at the German defence and I think that German defence uh, you can get at them they haven't definitely. seen the goal in the tournament yet have they? Um, I don't think they did no but I, uh, do you know what I don't think they're all that at the back you've got um, yeah, Boateng can be a liability can't he he's a, he's a bit and Hummels case. Hummels has got a mistake in him as well yeah between them one of them is kind of primed for an if they've, not, if they've not conceded already, it's coming. Yeah. And against Italy, one could be enough. Well, you would have thought, because you think if this Italy team scores, then yeah, they can defend well enough not to concede. The only thing you have to think about is they only defend with a three. So if Draxler attacks one of the outside centre-backs, then with uh, with um, Gomez and, and Muller pushing up, then you're going to have two on two, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, obviously I would favour Muller over any defender in the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it reports me to believe that um, Conte wants to bring Bonucci um, and Candevra to Chelsea in the summer, they're going to be a very interesting team next year. Why would you leave Juventus? Well, true, but Bonucci, Zuma and Cahill as a three? That's uh, not bad. No, it's pretty good, isn't it? Cahill's the massively good. weakest part of that. Yeah, I, I didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're maybe Courtois behind, that's not bad. And then Candeva is a right full-back and whoever they want to play on the left, that's yeah. not bad. Bag back five. I was listening to someone the other day. He, called, um, he made a few big calls in what I was listening. Daniel De Rossi, the greatest defensive midfield ever. Um, he said, I'd be on board with that. I, I, do you know what I was thinking? And I thought... That didn't sound right. And I started thinking about Desai and someone like that. And yeah. 
you know, they're, they're on a par, definitely. Buffon, best goalkeeper ever. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. Uh, and, you know, I, I thought, no, that's a silly thing to say. And then I did think, well, <laughs> it's right. And then he said, Thomas Muller is probably the most intelligent footballer moment. And I, do you know what? He's definitely right with that. Mm. Yeah, Muller is a, he's a one of the, he's, for me, it's quite a big claim, but he is up there with Ronaldo and Messi as a, one of the best four or five players in the world. He doesn't seem to get the love he deserves from elsewhere, maybe because he's part of this German team and he's part of that Bayern team who've got so many stars. But you could put him in any team in the world and he would flourish. I think if you, you look at a lot of what Ronaldo and Messi do, a lot of it is on instinct, isn't it? They run yeah. with pace and they've got the ball at their feet and they have to make very, very quick decisions. Mm. If you look at someone like Muller, he does most of his play with his head, doesn't he? He's always um, in space, always. Yeah, exactly. And he's had a very quiet tournament so far. Um, but I, even though he's had a quiet tournament, he's probably not been. He's probably done so much stuff that we can't see that has allowed Gomez to play yeah. and you know and people like that. And the other thing you have got to think about is Draxler. He's starting to come good as well, isn't he? Yeah, how Arsenal fans are <laughs> loathing not signing him <laughs> when they could have done yeah. forty million. No, we don't want him. He yeah. sounds expensive. Uh, not... um, well, me, <laughs> me and Ryan called Draxler before the tournament, and he, mm. he's starting to come good. Yeah, he's kind of the un, the unsung one out of the, those. German strikers, really. Yeah. But yeah and Gertz as well. Yeah, Gertz is obviously world class. They've got so many players. It's going to be a great game against Italy. Uh, Spain, though, do you think it's kind of that's the end of this era for the Spanish team? I think so. Just a quick one in Italy. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, I'm going to be at a vegetarian wedding oh with a teetotal couple that don't even own a TV. <laughs> oh my God, Chris. I'm going to be at work, but that sounds better <laughs> than where you're going to be. I might come join you. They um, they own six acres of land in my village, and basically they've got polytunnels and a lake and a log cabin, and they live off the land and sell vegetables and things. I'm really, really not looking forward to it. I'm going to do every, to I'd rather take be, an I, iPad with you and sit in a polytunnel for the evening. I think so. <laughs> you can find me hidden behind the strawberries yeah. with about twenty other blokes watching the football. <laughs> There's all women at this party. It's odd. Where's the men gone? Yeah. <laughs> this this. Spanish yeah. team then it could I could feasibly see it being blown up and started again from whoever kind of takes over after Del Bosque I wonder if Del Bosque regrets not retiring earlier either after 2012 or 2014 because mm. you can only do some, so much of that team so long Casillas has gone uh, Zabi's gone you'd have thought I don't know maybe Iniesta he's 32-33 now isn't he yeah um, which kind of leaves Busquets and Fabregas as you two yeah, Silver's coming off a bad season at City, really, for his standards. Yeah, and I think the people that had the most shots for their team were um, PK and um, Ramos. That tells you everything Ooh. you need to know, really, doesn't it? Renato Sanchez has just scored for Portugal. Oh, good. Good game on him. Yeah, I think he smashed it. He's a very good player, him. Um, I've seen reports today that the uh, Real Madrid are kind of trying to tempt... Hazard to Real with the law of money plus Morata for Chelsea. That Morata's not. He's at Juve. Haven't they signed him? I've I've read that they'd signed him. Real had signed his thing. Like he's a Real player now. Well, he had first, they had first refusal on him. Yeah, um, from what I read, that he'd signed for Real, and they're kind of using him as bait for Hazard. Yeah, I mean he's a fantastic player. Mm, that Alvaro Morata, and I think he's been one of the few shining things in the. This yeah. week, but yeah. you look at that, that that free kick they conceded. That first goal they conceded. Mm. There was this, there was the freeze frame showing 
what the Spanish players were doing at the time. You had, I can't remember who it was, one person was pointing. Yeah. General PK wasn't even looking at the ball. <laughs> um, and David De Gea was pointing at the wall as well. Yeah. And it was just absolutely shocking. And then when he saved it, the only player that followed in for Spain was um, PK. Wow. Yeah, that's I think quite you're unorganised, right. isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. I think the cycle of this great Spanish team has possibly gone round. I mean, who else have they got? They've got Diego Costa, haven't they? Yeah, they don't seem to fancy him at all. No. Really. I mean, going off his performances last season, that's kind of fair enough, really. He was more of a head case than a striker a lot of times last season. Yeah, definitely. I think it's sad to see because they are, they will go down as one of the greatest teams of all time. But oh, yeah. I they all, all all good things have to come to an end, unfortunately, don't they? Yeah, football's very cyclical. It'll, it'll be their turn again in maybe twenty years' time. <laughs> or yeah, or fifty if they're like England. <laughs> and counting. Oh, this is a long time away yet. <laughs> um, let's talk about Ireland. They were unlucky against France. They did what I've been wanting teams to do to France for a while, and they they attacked them early, and they got the early lead. Uh, Griezmann equalised, and then put France ahead, and then Duffy's red card kind of signalled the end of the game for the Irish, but. Kind of fair enough for Ireland. That's as that would be a, a reasonable expectation before the tournament. Last sixteen, I thought so. We, well, we got one fewer managers or one less manager that wears a um, track, <laughs> track suit. suit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even a track suit, man. It's just like a long sleeve t shirt with a yeah, mm, very strange. Honestly, um, yeah, I think they went as far as he did, and. There was a little bit where they went ahead at the very start, and you think if they grab a second, this France team, a mm. very France, they could be broken quite easily. But mm. you knew as soon as they got that first goal, which was a hell of a header, wasn't it, by Griezmann? Yeah, Griezmann's some player. Um, and uh, you kind of think this has got on an inevitability about it. And the second goal, was it the second goal? Um, yeah. No, I'm thinking about the sending off, where you got Drew pulling out wide and then Griezmann running through the middle for the, the through ball. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's still half an hour to go at this point. That's a silly red card. Yeah, well, he had to do it, though, didn't he? Yes, but then maybe you think, well, see what you can do. Have some faith in your keeper, who was having a quite a good game, Ashley Randolph. One of the better so games I've seen him play. If that was me, I'd have done the same thing as that defender. <laughs> well, yeah, me definitely, because I'd be just lacking in pace. I'll just take him down. <laughs> exactly. That's probably I had the same thoughts. We had the, um, that was like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer I got against Rob Lee, wasn't yeah. it, Old Trafford? <laughs> yeah. You're going down because I can't keep up with you. Exactly. Yeah, um, I think that was kind of par for what you'd expect for the Ireland team. But this France team, mm. I would say, I we talked about Iceland earlier on and taking the game to the other team. You can certainly get at them. They've got no Sacco. They've got no um, Varane at the back. No. Rami and Koscielny is not a solid back two. Not really, no. Um, it's only the fact that they, I think they've got Kante suspended for this game, haven't they? Uh, yes, he got another booking, yeah. Yeah, so you got Kante suspended, so you got Matuidi on there as well. I don't know who you have. Um, Matuidi, maybe Sissoko? Yeah, you probably would do, wouldn't you? It's if the I think the, the key to this is if the Icelandic defence can hold off Griezmann playing through the middle. Yeah, Griezmann, Payet, and uh, well, Pogba making his run from deep, and then there's always a threat of Martial and Coman as well. This France team stacks going forward, it's just at the back. We've not seen Marshall, have we? No, which is odd, really. Bringing on players like Gignac, who I've yeah. really forgot was still a professional footballer, to be honest. Yeah, well, he's out in Mexico, isn't he? Dipping his toes <laughs> in the pool. Lovely. <laughs> it's not bad life if he can get yeah, it. Lovely work, yeah. But um, um, Yeah, I think you can definitely get at this 
get at this France team. Um, and um, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> it makes for a very interesting. <laughs> I had a fight. fantastic point, but I just can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting game, Iceland France. I think it's going to be a very emotional game as well because yeah. the hopes of France obviously getting the, the, the pressure is piling on the, the further they go into this competition mm. and you kind of wonder if Deschamps is the man to be able to take this pressure with all the problems they've had building up to the tournament and the yeah. fact that the prop not just with him but the Fran- the problems that France has had as a country in mm. the last year or so this is a massive thing for France as a country yeah I think if maybe if France aren't ahead midway through the second half those fans kind of get on their back a little bit possibly yeah, and then that just plays right in Twyson's hands. Yeah, I think you're right. So we'll see how that one turns out. Um, I'm going to predict. I'm going to predict France after extra time. That's a, that's a sound prediction. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Germany brushed aside Slovakia with ease. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's hard to break down a Slovakian team. Took Germany all of eight minutes to break them down. <laughs> yeah, well, Martin Skirtle's fantastic brother gave way to Martin Skirtle. <laughs> The one that Liverpool fans have seen for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Boateng, Gomez and Draxler with the goals for Germany in this one. Comfortable, very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, pretty pedestrian, wasn't it? Tony Cruz just had the entire game in the palm of his hand. He just ran that game. 60% possession, 21 shots. It, it was all Germany. Well, it be interesting with Tony Cruz <coughs> against Italy if there is no De Rossi or Motta. Yeah. kind of. He's going to have more space, isn't he? Yeah, it makes a very interesting game for him. Uh, speaking of teams that brushed aside their opposition, Belgium finally got it all together I don't think they did do you think Hungary was just that bad no no they were really good Uh, did you watch this game I missed this one no Uh, if ever a 4-0 scoreline didn't reflect the game it was this (laughs) oh really okay yeah I mean if it wasn't for Courtois this game could have been a whole lot closer it was a really really good game and it felt desperately sorry for um, Hungary I can't can't pronounce his name but Kaisheimer or something however you pronounce it he got injured in the warm up which was a massive blow um I followed at DJ Gavi on Twitter, who's a Hungarian journalist. Yeah. Um, and he was devastated before the match that this had happened. Um, but they took the, they took the lead, Belgium did. But you've got that defence of, uh, I mean, Vertonghen's out for eight weeks. So you've got yeah. Vermaelen and then you've got um, Outerveld and blah, I can't remember who else. Nangalan didn't play. Um I don't know whether he's got a long-term injury, but you can definitely get at this Belgian team. And yeah. Hungary did, to be fair to them. They took the game to them. And it took quite a few saves from um, Courtois to keep the score as it did. And it was only towards the end, I think, as Hungary got tired and had to press forward. They yeah. kind of left gaps at the back. That goal that Hazard scored. Um, you, you think about players that have played well this tournament. You've got Gareth Bale, you've got Dimitri Payet, yeah. Drax- Draxler starting to Hazard, if he can play half as good as he played against Hungary, it will still be unplayable. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got all the ability to be up there with Messi and Ronaldo as the, the best in the world. It's just putting it together, isn't it? He had a kind of a, a relaxed season for Chelsea, should we call it? Yeah, I can see him and Conte coming to blows next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think there's only going to be one winner if they do. Yes, you work hard for my team or you get out of my team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But he was, he was unplayable. They really, really struggled with him cutting inside on his um, on his runs. Lukaku, again, he just donkeyed about. And then Batakushi, I can't pronounce his name, mm. came on, scored in about two minutes and joins Chelsea. 
That's what football do for you. Yeah, well, he turned down a £31 million bid from Palace and then he joined Chelsea. Yeah, I saw that. I thought, yeah, I thought that was the name I'd seen linked with Palace. And I thought that's quite a big signing for Crystal Palace and a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, Poland went through 5 4 on penalties after Shakiri had scored an absolute wonderful overhead kick. Yeah, and if Arsenal fans want to get a glimpse of how their season's going to go next year, then just have a look at Granit Xhaka's penalty. Xhaka, yeah. He's going to settle in perfectly, and Mesut Ozil miss a penalty as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, that Arsenal kind of want to finish games in 90 minutes in cup competitions this year, but that overhead kick was something of beauty, and Granit Xhaka, apart from his penalty, he's made the most successful passes in the tournament. He is very economical with the ball. He kind of gets it, moves it quick, never loses it and loves a tackle as well. Kind of what Arsenal have been dying out for. Yes, definitely. And you have a think about what's going to happen to this Switzerland team because UEFA have kind of said any Swiss players of Albanian or Kosovan descent can go play for Kosovo, should they wish to. Yeah. Well, Shakiri apparently is a bit aggrieved that they gave Lichstein in the captaincy. Fair, but then you've been at Stoke and he's been at Juve and won everything in Italy for the last five years. So, Yeah, but... Footballers are um, precious, <laughs> precious little souls. They very are, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm watching this Poland <laughs> game now and I'm thinking about Milik and Adam's theory that for every goal you score in the um, Eredivisie, it's worth sort of a quarter of a goal in <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah. Because he's not done an awful lot, has he? He strikes me as, if they were still in the Premier League, a Newcastle signing. Yeah. Milik. They love these well, kind of players. Maybe Newcastle the season after next. Well, yeah, maybe this isn't the way they're spending money. Twenty-two million on two players in the championship. That's not who they bought. Uh, well, they're trying to wrap up the deal for Matt Ritchie. And yeah, I don't get that. No, Tom's furious at this that he would leave Bournemouth to go to Newcastle. Yeah, I am. And they're also trying after someone else as well. I can't remember who, but a, a Premier League standard player. Kind of not fair for the rest of the teams in the division. Oh, the White Gale, wasn't it? That's it. Yeah, who can score yeah. goals at top level? Yeah, I think that's a good signing. And Matt Ritchie baffles me. Yeah, why? I mean, you, you ask Bournemouth for a new contract, they'll give you one. You're a very good footballer. You're an international footballer. Yeah. We haven't really talked about the home nation that's still in the tournament yet. Wales? No, we haven't, <laughs> have we? They did well. This was a dreadful game. Um, Gareth McCauley's own goal settled it, but he had to touch that ball because Sam Folks was right there to knock it in anyway. I felt desperately sorry for him. Yeah, he's had a really good tournament. and He's had a really good season as well, hasn't he? Yeah, it's probably going to be his last chance on the major stage I'd assume he's getting on quite a bit I think in age I think he's in his mid-30s yeah Gareth Bale celebrated like he'd scored it but you know fair enough he's the <laughs> superstar it was a good cross it was the best cross of the game and it proved to be enough yeah I don't, yeah I did I felt absolutely desperately sorry for him because like I said he's had a good season he seems a nice lad as well mm. um, and this is obviously a massive thing for Ireland the country or Northern Ireland the, the, the country um, yeah. and the players themselves, this is like the peak of their career. Him in his mid-30s, he's not going to get anything, he's not going to get Champions League football or anything. No. And to do that, he had no other choice but to stick his leg out. Yeah, because uh, Vokes was literally right behind him. Yeah, I didn't get, they didn't play Will Grigg once, did they? No, not at all. Get... And as we've apparently heard, he's on fire, so. Yeah, even Mats Hummels um, was asked about it at the press conference. <laughs> Madness. But, who are they playing to? It's Belgium, isn't it, the Wales are playing? Yeah, and they won't be afraid of them. Beat them and, and they drew with them, didn't they? Yeah, four points in qualifying. And I reckon, you know, 
you can, like we said, you can get at this Belgian team. Mm. You've got Vermaelen, who uh, he's like Incredibly Winston Sobard of Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's like some Walter Mitty character for them. You've yeah. got Alderweireld, and then is it Simons at his fullback? I think it is, isn't I it? I think so. Yeah, and I don't know who else drops back because there's no Strootman anymore, is there? No. Uh, and then, like we say, there's um, Vertonghen that's injured. Gareth Bell can get at these teams, and if you've got Ramsey running from a bit deeper, and even someone like um, you've got Johnny Williams, who is just a little terrier, just absolutely hassles defenders constantly. Yeah, and then if you've got Robson Carno as well, yeah, he likes to get about the pitch. He's a yeah, very mobile attacker. Exactly, and Ashley Williams is fit, and I know he comes in for a bit of stick, and people laugh at him, and yeah, but. He's a solid player, and he's a solid Premier League player, and for the most part, he's going to be playing against Premier League teams. You look at how Swansea have done against um, Chelsea in recent years, and yeah. you know Arsenal he, he, and Man United—they've beaten all of yeah. them. And you know you can you know he can hold his own against Eden Hazard. Yeah, he's going to have no fear of matching up with Lukaku either, is he? He's he's a big lad himself. He, that'd be quite a good battle. He will love the chance of doing that, won't he? Yeah, and if yeah, if I, I think they may kind of deploy Ramsey in a deeper role just to keep an eye on Hazard possibly yeah you, you kind of think that Wales will be happy to concede the ball mm. because yeah. they can then hit Belgium on the break yeah and Gareth Bale they've got what maybe the quickest player in world football I mean he, I, I, I seem to remember he beat Ronaldo in a flat race in training uh, last year so that, that chance is there and this Wales mm. setup, up it, it, it pains me as an Englishman to say but this is something that we need to follow as, an, as a national team. You play your best team. You don't play all your superstars. Obviously, they do play their superstars, but you play to a system and you fit the players in around that system. If it means leaving out players like Carnu and going with Oaks for the occasion, then you do that. It's the way they bought. Yeah. With, with, it started with speed and then it, Coleman's carried it on. These are recently retired players who know the game to some degree, at this level, not obviously international level for Speed and Coleman because they're never the major tournaments, but they're the top Premier League players, especially Speed. It's They can kind of relate more to the players than Roy Hodgson could or insert other name. Yeah. It's something but that we kind of need to do, I think. Who would have thought Chris Coleman would be an international manager? Yeah, he was kind I, of a joke, wasn't he? <laughs> for yeah. Boss and Rails, Sociedad, was he at, I think? Yeah, I never had him down as a, as a boss. Um, the thing is about Wales, they're in the right side of the draw, aren't they? If they beat Belgium, then they play the winners of Portugal yeah. and Poland tonight. They avoid France, they avoid Germany, they avoid Italy. Imagine Wales in an international final. Imagine that. Well, you conceivably could, couldn't you? We're winning the Euros. <laughs> we're taking this trophy and we're leaving Europe. <laughs> I've got a feeling Germany are going to beat Italy. <coughs> I really hope they don't, but... Germany, Germany, and then France, Germany semi-final because as great as Iceland are, can it go forever? Well, Germany have never beat in uh, Italy in, in a competitive international. I heard. Uh, no, but they've never had Thomas Muller. Oh no, they have, didn't they? Two thousand and twelve, they would have done. Yeah, but then the Germans had closer then as well. <laughs> yes, they did. I'd rather have closer than um, than Gomez. Gomez definitely yeah, closer as a legendary stat, uh, striker for me. He's, what guaranteed goals every time we play in a major tournament. Yeah, I mean, where was the right side of the draw? I can see them beating this Belgian team. Yep. And then... Poland or Portugal, I'd fancy them against either of those two as well, really. 
I was Portugal seems to be like the Millwall of um, this tournament. <laughs> Nobody likes them at all. They're going to do what they did when Greece won, aren't they? They're going to get to the final and they're going to lose to Wales. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you could have conceived the end up with the Wales Iceland final. Wow. I mean, that would be brilliant. Imagine that. That would actually be brilliant. It maybe not be the best game of football in the world, but it would be superb to see two lesser nations in bunny years um, compete for a, a title. Yeah. I mean, just while we're talking about Iceland, again, a quick shout out to my own Twitter avatar, which is, um, <laughs> I changed it the other day. It's one of the White Walkers from Game of Thrones with a Iceland top on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I've seen uh, Alex has changed his to a uh, Iceland shirt as well. And then, Chris, I'll save this till the very end for you. Croatia, nil. Portugal, one. After extra time, who scored the winner? Quaresma. <laughs> he could this... really miss, but he put it in. Well, I don't know. Take some skill. <laughs> Two yards out, open goal. Do <laughs> you know what? I was um, There's a Newcastle fan at work, and we were looking back through old Newcastle squads, and we came across Hugo Viana. Oh, and if you think he's... The best he's... footballer in the world. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's 33 now. Um, him, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, and Ricardo Quaresma, the, the so-called sort of second golden generation of Portugal, if they were looked after properly, they they wouldn't be in the state they're in now. William Carvalho as well. Uh, Pepe, people like that. Yes. they. When people speak of a golden generation, they had a golden generation, didn't they? Well, they had the Luis Figo era, didn't they? Rui Costa era. And then yeah. they had these lot through afterwards. Yeah, they've still got a, an immensely talented team, but it's it's a shame that it all has to go through Ronaldo, really. Yeah. You kind of think at some point someone, because he's taken a couple of free kicks tonight, and then it's going to smash into the wall. And you kind of think, well, at some point, someone's going to have to say, stop it. Yeah. And you kind of think, well, that's going to work two ways. Is it, is he either going to sort of accept the fact, or he's going to say, I'm Ronaldo, you can't tell me to stop it. Yeah, exactly. I'll do what I want. I'll do what I want and I'll keep taking them and sod it, I'm not going to play Portugal anymore. Do you think if he was dropped for a game, he would just retire? I, I don't think he would, but I think he'd have an almighty strop. Yeah, you, we would certainly know about it, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Correspondent's not playing in this game. And to be honest, Portugal didn't okay. They started Renato Sanchez instead and he scored. Mm. Um, he's done very well. He absolutely smashed it. I don't, I've got the sound turned down, so I don't know whether they're blaming the keeper or not for this one, because it was right. kind of at the keeper's near, co- near post, but it was very, very st- strongly hit. Yeah. He's a, he's a very talented player, and Bayern is just adding to their ranks, aren't they, with more yeah. young, world-class footballers. Yeah. I don't know whether to read anything to this or not, but as part of the ITV punditry is um, Ryan Giggs. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know whether I'm reading... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm reading too much into that or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there we go then Portugal went through um, they're playing tonight they're playing Poland is it currently it's one all currently still yeah currently one all at half time doesn't really matter when this podcast is out because it'll be outdated but that's the score at half time we've got uh, Wales versus Belgium tomorrow or today when you're listening to this then Germany Italy on Saturday and France Iceland on Sunday before the semi-finals take place on Wednesday and then the final of course is on the 10th on Sunday and the Champions League started as well. Yes, and the Europa League. Football. All football. Football's back. It barely seems to have gone, and it's back already. <laughs> <laughs> and there's been some transfers this week as well. There has indeed. Uh, Man on the Post favourite, or Man on the Post Sunday favourite, Zlatan, has announced his move to Man United. They've not announced it yet. He's done it himself in the most Zlatan <laughs> thing possible, I think. 
Well, did he, did he stick a picture of the club logo or something on his Twitter feed? Oh, has he? I haven't seen that. I don't know. What an absolute bellend. I suppose he hasn't tagged it with uh, arrived a legend left. <laughs> I'll be living yeah. a king. Um, well, so he is at Man United. Hulk has signed for Shanghai yes. for 46.1 million. Yes, I was just going to mention that as well. <laughs> um, apparently, um, it's a cool of Etsy earns, um, uh, he earns 11 million pounds a year in Jeez. China after tax. I wonder why these people keep going out Yeah, there. I wonder. <laughs> Isn't the Shanghai uh, manager Sven as well? Sven, with goalkeeping coach, do you want to guess? Uh, Todd Grip. Ian Walker. Wow, that's a very odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder why Sven loves it in China, eh? All that money sloshing around. Oh, right, sorry, I was thinking whores. Sorry. <laughs> probably enjoying that part as well. I didn't know I was thinking into that or not. Um... Yeah, I think he joins... Who else is that? Asamo Gian is the other famous yeah. player there. Uh, Liverpool got rid of Jerome Sinclair today. Got £4 million for him. Yeah, they did, didn't they? It's not a bad deal. Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, uh, do you know what? It's, it goes back to the Jamie Carragher thing, that you wish Liverpool were as good buying players as they were selling them. Because mm. we've spent £34 million pounds this week on Saido Mane. <sighs> Never learned, do you? No. Never learned. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly... It, was it Mark that tweeted saying that they... they buy a player on based on two weeks' performances, not what he does over the next six weeks. Yeah, do you know what? I, I, there's a scene in... Do you watch Blackadder Goes Forth? Yes. Um, the scene where... The last episode where they send um, everybody over the top and Blackadder says to General Melchett, he says, well, this is the thing we've tried 17 <laughs> times before. This is surely they're, surely they're ready for this. And General Melchett says, well, no, doing the same thing we've done 17 times before is the last thing they'll be expecting. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Andy Powell, Christian Benteke, Mario Balotelli, and now Saido Mane for thirty-four million pounds. Dejan Lovren. Dejan. Apparently, every, every player that's ever scored for Southampton um, at Liverpool since promotion now plays for Liverpool. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so there's an obvious plan of some sort. I mean, he seems a good player and he's very pacey. So you, whether he's going to fit in with that gegenpressing pressing thing or not, you yeah. kind of hope he will. Um, but I think he scored 15 goals in all competition last season. That's not an enormous return for £34 million. No, it's not. I did see a nice tweet from someone that had just kind of gone to their bank, uh, mobile banking page and set up a standing order from Liverpool to <laughs> Southampton for £30 million every <laughs> annually. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of the two big, big deals, aren't they? Nathan Redmond signed for Saints for £10 million. Yes, he did, didn't he? They got him to replace him. Yeah. Um, and their new manager is the old niece manager, isn't he? Yeah, Tom and Greg were kind of confused as to who this guy is, but he's, he's relatively successful in the French League. He won the league with Monaco during the Lyon period. So, Yeah, Nice were um, in and around the Champions League places this year, weren't they? Because they had Ben Arthur. Yeah, and he got Lyon to the semi-finals in 2010, I think, of the Champions League. Yeah. Which is a long time after their golden era as well. So, And everyone went who with Maurizio Pochettino, didn't they? Yes, they did. I went who as the new Nottingham Forest manager. I've never heard of him before. Who is it? I can't even remember his name, to be honest. He's, I've <laughs> no idea. <laughs> oh, let me have a little look. Yeah, let's just quickly try and find him. Oh, I'm uh, still... You have a look there. I'm just flicking through the transfers because there was another couple. Um, uh, ben Davis has gone to Grimsby, isn't he, from Portsmouth? Okay. Because uh, he was he was at the Euros, wasn't he? Is that him? I don't think that's him, is it? Is it? It's not a different one, is it? Yeah, I think this is one place of Swansea. Um, sex pest with a nominative undeterminism named David Goodwillie. 
He's gone from Aberdeen to Plymouth. That's a hell of a commute. Grant Holt's gone to Hibernian on a free. Yeah. Wow. Stephen Pearson, Athletic, has gone from Millwall to Atletico de Kolkata. Lovely. I wonder why he's yeah. gone there. Yeah, kitchen. Uh, Nottingham Forest new manager is called Philippe Philippe Montanier. No. <laughs> Moussa Dembele has gone from Fulham to Celtic. On the, a free. Um, yeah. Everyone's been after him. Brendan's got a team there. He has, hasn't he? Patrick That's... Roberts and Moussa Dembele. Yeah, I mean, coaching-wise, he's probably the sort of person you want coaching these young players. Yeah. Um, it's when they get a bit older, I think, is the is the problem. But of course, you've got the other Moussa Dembele in France who's still being touted around. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. I think it's all going to pick up once the the Euro's finished, isn't it? I think it's going to really going to kick off because the transfer window opens tomorrow, I think, isn't it? Officially. So does that mean that Pep officially takes over tomorrow? Yeah, I think and tomorrow's the first. Jose day. as well. The Guardiola and Mourinho eras, yeah, in Manchester. And Zlatan all as well in the same God. city. It's going to be a busy airport in Manchester tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> imagine double booking one of those to a restaurant by mistake. <laughs> Jose's there poking eyes. Well, yeah, because Zlatan doesn't like um, Pep either, Pep, does he? No, he hates him. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking yeah. forward to next season, actually. There's, it's going to be a really good, fun one. And obviously Conte arriving when Italy leave the Euros. The Footballing-wise, it's going to be, um, or manager-wise, it's going to be really, really interesting in the Premier League mm. next season. Yeah, um, It kind of makes you wonder how teams are going to do in Europe as well, because if you think about it, Chelsea have got no Champions League football, neither have Manchester United. Arsenal, Spurs, Man City are all going to be distracted with the Champions League, which, of course, they're all going to want to do well in. Yeah, I don't know about Leicester. Um, but this is the time for Mourinho and um, um, Conte to, to do something, isn't it? Yeah, well, I just think Mourinho, Conte, Pep, uh, Klopp. Of all of them, I would least like to pick an argument with Conte. I reckon Klopp's got a, a dark side. I think he has as well. Yeah, behind that sort of jolly smile. Yeah. But Conte looks like the kind... He, he's got... A, there was a picture of him on the BBC website this week in, sort of, <laughs> in a press conference. The camera was pointing up at him and he's kind of looking down to it out the side of his... Sort of, his eyes looking down to his side. He looks a real nasty man. He looks like the kind of person that knows people. <laughs> yeah, I bet he does. He's probably <laughs> well linked in Italy. He looks it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right there we go that's an end to uh, this podcast we'll probably be back let's say after this this round uh, before the semis start uh, with the next podcast uh, you can find me on Twitter at RossBell1984 and you can find Chris on Twitter at at CRMBand uh, we are all on Twitter at Man on the Post. Uh, our website's manonthepost.com it's kind of uh, in hibernation at the minute I'm trying to build a new one but not really finding the time to do such a thing um Instagram, Instagram. We're on Instagram at Man on the Post. Um, Not that I've done anything to it, but we, yeah, we're on there. We're going to formulate a plan of what's going to happen on there um, for next season. Maybe we'll run some competitions. Maybe we'll run some caption comps. All those things like that. We'll uh, we'll we'll let you know what's happening. But yeah, go and follow us at Man on the Post. Uh, we're on Facebook, but don't worry about that because no one uses that <laughs> as a way to communicate with us. Um, so until we return, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. And always remember to have your man on the post.
you know, you know, you've upset somebody on social media when they finish their tweet or Facebook reply back to you with a full stop. <laughs> yeah, no one does that. <laughs> no, you know, yeah, if they've done that, you can see that I've made my point. Full yeah, stop. Full said. stop. No one uses that much grammar otherwise. <laughs> no. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'll let, you, I'll let you carry on. Okay. 